Section 10 of Old Granny Fox by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Section 10. Prickly Porky Enjoys Himself and The New Home in the Old Pasture. Chapter 28. Prickly Porky Enjoys Himself. A boasting tongue as sure as fate will trip its owner soon or late. Prickly Porky the porcupine was enjoying himself. There was no doubt about that. He was stretched across the doorway of that old house, the very house in which old Granny Fox had been born. When he had lain down on the doorstep for a nap and sunbath, he had thought that the old house was still deserted. Then he had fallen asleep only to be wakened by Reddy Fox, who had been asleep in the old house and who couldn't get out because Prickly Porky was in the way. Now, Prickly Porky does not love Reddy Fox, and the more Reddy begged and scolded and called him names, the more Prickly Porky chuckled. It was such a good joke to think that he had trapped Reddy Fox, and he made up his mind that he would keep Reddy in there a long time, just to tease him and make him uncomfortable. You see, Prickly Porky remembered how often Reddy Fox played mean tricks on little meadow and forest folks who are smaller and weaker than himself. It will do him good. It certainly will do him good, said Prickly Porky, and rattled the thousand little spears hidden in his long coat, for he knew that the very sound of them would make Reddy Fox shiver with fright. Suddenly, Prickly Porky pricked up his funny little short ears. He heard the deep voice of Bowser the Hound, and it was coming nearer and nearer. Prickly Porky chuckled again. I guess Mr. Bowser is going to have a surprise. I certainly think he is, said Prickly Porky, as he made all the thousand little spears stand out from his long coat till he looked like a funny great chestnut burr. Bowser the Hound did have a surprise. He was hunting Reddy Fox, and he almost ran into Prickly Porky before he saw him. The very sight of those thousand little spears sent little cold chills chasing each other down Bowser's backbone, clear to the tip of his tail. For he remembered how he had gotten some of them in his lips and mouth once upon a time, and how it had hurt to have them pulled out. Ever since then, he had had the greatest respect for Prickly Porky. Wow! yelped Bowser the Hound, stopping short. I beg your pardon, Prickly Porky. I beg your pardon. I didn't know you were taking a nap here. All the time, Bowser the Hound was backing away as fast as he could. Then he turned around, put his tail between his legs, and actually ran away. Slowly, Prickly Porky unrolled, and his little eyes twinkled as he watched Bowser the Hound run away. Bowser's very big and strong, his voice is deep, his legs are long. His bark scares some almost to death, but as for me, he wastes his breath. I just roll up and shake my spears, and Bowser is the one who fears. So said Prickly Porky, and laughed aloud. Just then, he heard a light footstep and turned to see who was coming. It was old Granny Fox. She had seen Bowser run away, and now she was anxious to find out if Reddy Fox were safe. 
"'Good morning,' said Granny Fox, taking care not to come too near. "'Good morning,' replied Prickly Porky, hiding a smile. "'I'm very tired and would like to go inside my house. Had you just as soon move?' asked Granny Fox. "'Oh!' exclaimed Prickly Porky. "'Is this your house? I thought you lived over on the Green Meadows.' "'I did, but I've moved. Please let me in,' replied Granny Fox. "'Certainly, certainly. Don't mind me, Granny Fox. Step right over me,' said Prickly Porky, and smiled once more, and at the same time rattled his little spears. Instead of stepping over him, Granny Fox backed away. Chapter 29 The New Home in the Old Pasture Who keeps a watch upon his toes need never fear he'll bump his nose. Now, there is nothing like being shut in alone in the dark to make one think. A voice inside Reddy began to whisper to him, If you hadn't tried to be smart and show off, you wouldn't have brought all this trouble on yourself and old Granny Fox, said the voice. I know it, replied Reddy, right out loud, forgetting that it was only a small voice inside of him. What do you know? asked Prickly Porky. He was still keeping Reddy in and Granny out, and he had overheard what Reddy said. It's none of your business, snapped Reddy. Reddy could hear Prickly Porky chuckle. Then Prickly Porky repeated, as if to himself, in a queer cracked voice, the following. Rudeness never, never pays, nor is there gain in saucy ways. It's always best to be polite, and ne'er give way to ugly spite. If that's the way you feel inside, you'd better all such feelings hide. For he must smile who hopes to win, and he who loses best will grin. Reddy pretended that he hadn't heard. Prickly Porky continued to chuckle for a while, and finally... Reddy fell asleep. When he awoke, it was to find that Prickly Porky had left, and old Granny Fox had brought him something to eat. Just as soon as Reddy was able to travel, he and Granny had moved to the old pasture. The old pasture is very different from the green meadows or the green forest. Yes, indeed, it is very, very different. Reddy Fox thought so, and Reddy didn't like the change, not a bit. All about were great rocks, and around and over them grew bushes and young trees and bullbriars with long, ugly thorns, and blackberry and raspberry canes that seemed to have a million little hooked hands, reaching to catch in and tear his red coat and to scratch his face and hands. There were little open places where wild-eyed young cattle fed on the short grass. They had made many paths all crisscross among the bushes and when you tried to follow one of these paths, you never could tell where you were coming out. No, Reddy Fox did not like the old pasture at all. There was no long, soft green grass to lie down in, and it was lonesome up there. He missed the little people of the green meadows and the green forest. There was no one to bully and tease. And it was such a long, long way from Farmer Brown's henyard that old Granny Fox wouldn't even try to bring him a fat hen. At least, that's what she told Reddy. The truth is, wise old Granny Fox 
knew that the very best thing she could do was to stay away from Farmer Brown's for a long time. She knew that Reddy couldn't go down there, because he was still too lame and sore to travel such a long way, and she hoped that by the time Reddy was well enough to go, he would have learned better than to do such a foolish thing as to try to show off by stealing a chicken in broad daylight, as he had when he brought all this trouble on them. Down on the green meadows, the home of Granny and Reddy Fox had been on a little knoll, which you know is a little low hill, right where they could sit on their doorstep and look all over the green meadows. It had been very, very beautiful down there. They had made lovely little paths through the tall green meadow grass, and the buttercups and daisies had grown close up to their very doorstep. But up here in the old pasture, Granny Fox had chosen the thickest clump of bushes and young trees she could find, and in the middle was a great pile of rocks. Way in among these rocks, Granny Fox had dug their new house. It was right down under the rocks. Even in the middle of the day, jolly, round, red Mr. Sun could hardly find it with a few of his long, bright beams. All the rest of the time, it was dark and gloomy there. No, Reddy Fox didn't like his new home at all, and when he said so, old Granny Fox boxed his ears. It's your fault that we've got to live here now, said she. It's the only place where we are safe. Farmer Brown's boy will never find this home, and even if he did, he couldn't dig into it as he did into our old home on the green meadows. Here we are, and here we've got to stay, all because a foolish little fox thought himself smarter than anybody else and tried to show off. Reddy hung his head. Well, I don't care, he said, which was very, very foolish, because, you know, he did care a very great deal. And here we will leave wise old Granny Fox and Reddy, safe, even if they do not like their new home. You see, Lightfoot the deer is getting jealous. He thinks there should be some books about the people of the green forest, and that the first one should be about him. And because we all love Lightfoot the deer, the very next book is to bear his name. End of Section 10 End of Old Granny Fox by Thornton W. Burgess